This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, I got to say, uh, I thought some of these numbers with the budget were big. And then I heard about Mike Trout, the baseball player's new contract uh, with the Angels. I mean, come on, $430 million for a ball play over four years. Jeez. Uh, you know, and they say that uh, I don't know why guys beat their brains out playing football or contact sports. I mean, it rains. Uh, you know, they put the tarp in the field. Guys go into the dugout, play cribbage, do whatever. Uh, I get it that he can do something that's inordinate, uh, including hitting this round sphere coming at 100 miles an hour on a round bat and uh, jack it out of the park. Yeah, that's a special talent. But, man, how that's – well – I don't know. It's justifiable because I guess uh, you're worth whatever you can get and if the market will bear. But uh, let's just move on back to the budget. It's hour three, a great day for talk radio. It's the Oakley Show. We got our panel coming up, topics worthy of discussion, including Kevin Gaudet, who used to be the head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. The Taxpayers Federation weighing in on this budget. They're not impressed. They say actually the uh, lie. Uh, because the Liberals in the 2015 election campaign had said they're going to balance the budget by 2019. That's out the window. And in fact, the federal debt projected to rise to $761 billion by 2024. The debt interest costs alone jumping from $26 billion per year in 2019 to $33 billion per year in 2024. And the deficits are really the result of higher spending, not lower revenues. And we talked of some of that spending, including uh, giving people an opportunity to withdraw first-time home buyers uh, from their RRSPs, taking it up from twenty-five thousand to thirty-five. And uh, the CMHC, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, will contribute a small share of equity for a down payment. So, uh, will this help millennials, first-time home buyers, get into the market? Let's just understand where the market's going and if this is the panacea. Phil Soper has joined us on the line, our friend and CEO of Royal LePage. Phil, how are you doing this afternoon? Ah, very good, John. Great to be on. Yeah, and uh, this budget now, as announced, just based on this one highlight anyway that I've been riffing on, uh, is that going to significantly impact purchasing power for millennials or first-timers? It really will. You know, we, we were tossing around ideas this afternoon. In other words, uh, looking at the potential things that could have been done and their uh, impact on the market, things like increasing the amortization rate or uh, maybe uh, lowering the uh, stress test hurdle, that sort of thing. Didn't come up with this one. So a lot of creativity among the bureaucrats uh, bureaucrats in Ottawa. i got to give them that. And uh, particularly outside of the city of Toronto, and uh, in outside of the city of Vancouver, I think it will have uh, it'll have a material impact. It 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 essentially works out to a a uh, interest free loan, and interest free loans have uh, proven to be very popular uh, forms of incentives over the years. Yeah, what do they mean by the CMHC? Uh, I don't know if you're clear. It's just been tabled, but uh, contributing a small share of equity for a down payment. Yeah, it's interesting. You know the. So taking my housing hat off and and just looking at it as a taxpayer, we are getting the government into uh, the home ownership business from what I've read so far. The so these these homes will move on to the government's balance sheet or CMAC's balance sheet, uh, and when the home is sold, they'll be re- repaid without interest. So it is a uh, clearly something. If if I was a young person looking for my first home, I I'd be signing up for this. Now uh, you can't have an income over one hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, but there are those who that would say. Um, 
you know, if you've got an income over $120,000, you shouldn't be getting government support to buy your first house. I get that. But the reason I say that it will impact in particular people outside of our two most expensive cities, because if you reverse engineer the math, um, you, you, you can buy easily buy detached homes in almost every city in the country uh, with, uh, say, matching what CMHC would uh, do and taking the, uh, the average detached home. So it's a good program um, to stimulate those people who aren't in the market, uh, allow them to uh, get what they want to get, which is uh, into the home ownership market. Some people are even wondering if millennials have 35000 in an RRSP, but uh, we'll leave that aside for now. Again, Phil Soper is with us, CEO of Royal Page, and just uh, unpacking again the real estate component of the budget because this was a big-ticket item, or at least it was telegraphed that affordable housing was certainly on the radar of the Liberals in an election year when uh, they're leaking support on that uh, particular demographic with millennials. Now, there had been, as you said, you were kicking around some ideas earlier today, uh, would a lower stress test have overheated the market again, uh, an amortization out to 40 years as had once been the case? Uh, you know, I guess it's been withdrawn to 30. Uh, you know, would those things have stoked it to uh, the point of irrationality? Yeah, you know, I think so. And, and just to backtrack one sec to make sure that I was clear uh, earlier, there's actually two programs. There's a new one called the First Time Homebuyer Incentive which is the one in which uh, CMHC will take an equity position, uh, the interest-free loan. And there is a, an enhancement to the home buyer's plan, which has been, in, been around for, for a few decades. That's the one where you take your RSP out, and it used to be a $25,000 limit. It has gone up to 35 or 70. So there are actually two separate things. Uh, and uh, together, they're, they're all aimed at this all-important millennial uh, market. Now, back directly to your question, though, uh, there was substantially more risk in, for example, increasing amortization rates. Because what you're doing with that is you're actually you're, you're allowing people to carry the burden of debt for uh, more debt, because the longer you're your loan is, the more you pay in interest, the less you pay in principal, and for longer in their lives. So you're adding more risk to the, the economy. With this move, the risk, there's no more risk on Canadians, but there is more risk on the government. So the government stepping in and taking that risk, the amortization period would have moved it on to people. The second, the, the second thing, I uh, am a bit of a contrarian when it comes to the stress test. I step back and I look at the market, and yes, we've had a decline in the number of homes trading hands, and that hurts uh, my industry, it hurts real estate lawyers, uh, moving companies, etc. So there's many cries out there saying we should eliminate or reduce the stress test. But for me, the real economic test is our home prices falling. And except for uh, Vancouver, they're not. If you look at Toronto, there's softness in some areas. There's price appreciation in other areas. But in general, home prices are hanging in there. So why would we want to throw more risk onto Canadians' shoulders, which is essentially what we're doing by taking this stimulus uh, and, and, or this, uh, this stress test, which doesn't 
make anything more expensive. It just makes it a little more difficult to get a loan. Why would we do that and, and put more risk in the economy right now when home prices aren't actually falling? Employment set record, uh, uh, record highs, interest rates are very low, and now they're going to stay there. This uh, market will come back on its own. It doesn't, it doesn't need stimulus. So I think focusing on first-time home buyers is actually a pretty good idea. Phil Soper is the CEO of Royal LePage. Let me just uh, suggest uh, that the, the stress test, okay, it's two points above whatever you've negotiated or prime. And yep. if interest rates were to go up, uh, they're now at 1.75. The bank has frozen them there for the foreseeable future. But if they rise, then the stress test comes down uh, commensurate. Like if they go up a quarter of a point, stress test comes off a quarter of a point. So in effect, uh, the rising interest rate becomes its own stress test. Would that make any sense? Yeah, it's an interesting idea, you know. I I think the way um, I've had a chance to talk with some of the leading economists in the country about the mechanism, and especially if they're with a bank, they're kind of quiet with their opinions because this has reduced the number of mortgages trading hands as well. So it's not exactly great for business, mm. but but they see it as a as a really useful uh, economic tool that doesn't cost. The, the citizens anymore. See, because you're not paying a penny more on a mortgage, you're just deleveraging them a bit. You're taking some risk out of the economy. So the thought is, you know, when home prices are rising, or if the situations like w- what we have in the GTA right now, which is our population's growing rapidly, everybody's working, um, and what we have is a housing shortage. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to be you want to have some way to take some of the steam out of the market that doesn't cost people uh, money. So it's a clever tool. But say we're back in 2008, and there's a true financial crisis, and you need to stimulate the economy. Because remember, when you sell a home, you create all these throw-off economic benefits. People move, they go to Home Depot, they buy paint. Uh, there's a lot of eco- uh, economic activity. So then you could reduce the stress test. And again, not changing prices for anybody, not increasing or reducing debt, but you could add and reduce a little bit of stimulus in the market. It's a very clever, uh, clever tool, but I don't think we'll see it come down until we have an honest-to-God uh, recession in this country. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I guess at the end of it, I still think that supply and demand, the immutable law that uh, says if you've got an increase in supply, uh, then effectively you can meet the demand and those prices tamp down. Uh, is that not really the area where we ought to be addressing things? In well, the- you, you are so bang on. I said this afternoon to my team as we were sitting around uh, chatting, I said, you know what the biggest incentive being offered to any millennial in this, in this country is right now? And it's the... Uh, the stall in the rise of home prices. When we had home prices going up by 20% in this city, there was no amount of incentive you could throw at them that could possibly allow their incomes to catch up with the runaway home prices. So the very fact in Vancouver, which are 50% more expensive than Toronto prices, you know, 1.3 million for a detached home on average, by, by having prices uh, fall there. We expect by the end of the year, they'll be down 10%. That is a huge incentive to millennials uh, and much more than anything the government could do. So you're right. Supply and demand, the good old free market is always the best uh, best uh, policy that we could possibly uh, rely on. All right. But you're okay with a government offering up to 35000 to tap into your RRSP. And you said times two. So uh, for a couple, a married couple, 70. Yep. it's, it's 70 yeah, it's a good program. You know, it's... it's um, 
you wouldn't agree with it. I, I know, for example, Rob Carrick over at the Globe, he's not a big fan of home ownership in general, and he thinks it's a bad program because people should be putting money in equities and in RSP and not in a home. Well, you know, it kind of flies in the face of what homes have done for a baby boomer like me my whole life. Uh, in in so many ways, it's been a much more reliable investment than the uh, the uh, the equities I've uh, I've put my money down upon. And, and in general, if you've got a growing population, uh, people like to gather together in cities and, and real property is a, a good investment. So having people provide both a place to raise a family, something they want, and I can tell you, a, a, a young people get a lot more excited about buying a house than they do about putting money away for retirement. Sure. So uh, you're doing something that that your citizens want. You're giving something that they they feel excited about, and it um, and it in general uh, it's good for the economy and for the citizens. So yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm in favor of the plan, uh, although it does have its critics. All right. Well, and yet uh, people do have to live somewhere. So that's uh, what a home is all about, you know, with the barbecue and all the rest. So, hey, Phil, it's always a pleasure to talk. And uh, I appreciate this update and insight into uh, where real estate is vis-a-vis the budget. Thanks so much. You take care, John. You got it. Phil Soper again is the CEO of Royal LePage. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 